Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. James, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about Marketing Fusion. But before that, tell the audience a little bit about you. Thank you, Jody. I'm really excited to be here as well. Me, I'm a product development leader, educator, leadership advisor, uh, whose passion is helping business owners build thriving businesses. And I believe that the key to doing that is for them to build products that matter, products that solve critical customer problems in unique ways. So James, I love what you are passionate about. I'm excited that you're in Marketing Fusion. So tell me, you know, why did you say yes? Why did you choose to become an author? I think of myself very much as an educator, a coach, uh, as well as a problem solver. Writing is a tool that lets me share that point of view, not only the importance of the product and trying to get the job done for the customer, but also looking beyond just the particular function that you're trying to perform, but putting it into the context of what they're doing. Um, Writing gives me a chance to share that point of view. It also gives me a chance to share some of the tools that I use to help do that. Writing the book gets that perspective into a broader audience. Uh, So I was really excited about the opportunity to participate. Tell us a little bit about your chapter and maybe a few key takeaways that someone would get out of reading your chapter in Marketing Fusion. What I'm trying to communicate in the chapter is a little bit of a challenge that I've seen in product management today, which is this focus on the practical, the tangible, the functional needs that customers have when those customers are also trying to satisfy other needs. They have personal and emotional and social needs. And in my experience, those needs, as well as just getting that job done, are very important factors that customers are using to make decisions about which products to buy. So we need to understand those needs focus on those needs, include those needs in not just what our product is doing and, and, and you know how your fingers are working on the keyboard, but how you're looking at everything the customer is trying to do. Part of your chapter, you discuss treasured products, you know, the, the products that are, you know, maybe the, the, you know, the Gucci's or the coach or, you know, those, those not really needed products, but how they make people feel. And then you talked about the, the, the paper straw and how you can learn from those high-priced, not needed, but wanted products to you know, market a paper straw type situation. So can you talk a little bit about you know, what you saw that you could mirror in those two completely different products when marketing them? Sure. You know, there, there was one of those eye-opening uh, things for me and, and lining words up with meaning, which sounds really weird when, when I say it, but um, I had stumbled across an article and I mentioned the article 
uh, in the chapter in the book about research that, that Barclays Bank had done on incredibly high net worth individuals and why they make decisions to buy, to buy art. Uh, and that while some of them are looking at it as an investment, right? Kind of a, you know, what we think of as a classic functional, like I want, I want to buy this so I can sell it for more money in the future, like my retirement savings account. Uh, but they also found that what was really driving them were things like personal enjoyment. Right? I like that painting. Um, a social activity, being able to show it off to their friends, uh, even being able to have something that they can give to their children and their grandchildren. And that those kind of go beyond this transactional uh, piece. And, and it was a word that they used in the article, which was treasures, that just really resonated with me. Uh, because treasure, you know, treasures are things you value not really just because of what they can do for you, but again, how they make you feel. And that was an eye-opener for me in terms of some of the work that I was doing with artists and artisans and craftspeople here, here in the Nashville area. And when I started working with Sew Straws, which is this company that makes uh, really high-quality paper straws, you know, even their, their founding story was you know, they started this company because they knew what plastic was doing to the environment and particularly the oceans. Um, and they wanted to be able to make a difference. They wanted to produce a product that would not harm the environment. I don't know if we can say would help the environment, but, but not harm the environment so much. Uh, and part of the work that I did with them is really to get them thinking about, you know, yes, anybody can buy a paper straw, right? Whether it's you as a consumer or a restaurant or a sports venue or a catering company. I mean, these are all the kinds of people that, that they've spoken to. What you need to do is you need to find the businesses where either that is important to them or that's important to the people who are coming to the restaurant. Uh, and that if you can tap into, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to make the world a better place. Now you've got a reason to buy your product. It still needs to be a good product. Uh, you know, one of the things I mentioned in the book is this notion of, of uh, deal breakers and game changers. Having a product that, that works is a deal breaker. It's table stakes, what you might say. You're competing against everybody. It's got a function. It's got to have some quality to it. But what we're looking for are the game changers. We're looking for the things where, given all of the choices I have in the marketplace, why am I going to buy from you? I'm going to buy from you because you do a better job of doing something that's important to me in the case of the straws helping the environment than other options. And that's the thing that's going to make you valuable. That's the thing that's going to make you a treasure. I think that you talk about the emotional pieces and there are, you know, I agree. There's so many emotional decisions, even in business, if you're going to use a tool or not those emotions might be different. It might be, how can it, you know, how can I, you know, help my client or my customer? It might be, how does it help me? And it might just be efficiency and, and feeling confident in myself. And that's kind of what, you know, we look for in our personal products too. So I, I can totally see these hand in hand of looking at how to market it to the people who want it, who believe in it, who have an emotional connection to it and how that can tie to any kind of product or service, as long as you know who those people are that you're trying to target. That's, that's a very good point. And on the, on the business to business side, I think sometimes we mistakenly focus again on, on these sort of function points 
when we're trying to sell products and services to businesses, because businesses look like these impersonal machines. But purchase decisions are still made by individuals. And you know, if, if you're trying to sell me a product for my business, I have to know that it works, deal breakers. But to your point, I have to ask the question, how is this going to help my reputation? If I buy this product, we, we used to talk a lot uh, when I was younger, there was the, right, you, nobody ever got fired for buying IBM. You knew that even if it was the wrong decision, nobody was going to think less of you because you went that way, because it was something that had, well, what we call now a badge value, right? Oh, IBM, it's okay. I can, right? I can justify that. Uh, there are different badges today in, in technology. There are different badges today in, in lots of products that a business would buy. So in addition to, will this service, will this product work in my business? What does it do for me as the as the decision maker, what does it do for you as the person who's got to sign the check, right? In terms of the investment. So we're still dealing with people, even if we're selling to businesses. So a lot of times you have to think with your head and your heart when you're going to be, you know, selling a product or a service to even a company. The head is the, does it function? Does it work? Is it going to help me with my problem? Um, The heart is do the reputation? Will it, you know, help me in the ways that I need it to be help me? Um, so, so that's really impactful. Cause I think, again, we, I myself will look at something and say, I want to sell this because of these factors. So the head, right. I'm very head focused. Sometimes I forget the heart. I'm not heartless. I promise. You know, like sometimes I just automatically in business go, I need to give you the the numbers. I need to give you the analytics when actually I need to give you that, but I need to paint a picture for you to see how this is going to impact, make a difference in your business or with your customers or whoever. Because you're right. There's, there's the head piece and there's the heart piece. And it's interesting that you, that you kind of got defensive for a moment and said, I'm not heartless. I think there's a difference between not including something and dismissing something. Right? So, so you kind of said that. It's not what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the head. You're thinking, I need to make sure that it checks all of these functional boxes. You're not asking the question, how does this product make the buyer feel? either in a, in a business-to-consumer or business-to-business space. What I'm suggesting is it's okay to ask that question. It's important to ask that question and try to provide a little bit of guidance how to even bring that up as you're, as you're trying to understand your market. So obviously now you're going to have a new product that you're going to be talk, telling people about, which is the Marketing Fusion book. What, what are some things that you want to do with that? You know, we talk about a book being kind of a vessel or a, a book that can open doors. What are some, some goals you have for yourself now that you can call yourself an author? So, so specifically, right, and we were actually talking about this before, the, uh, before we formally kicked off the, the, the interview here, I'm looking at leveraging opportunities. Uh, so now that the content is there, I've pitched it to a couple of conferences. Uh, for speaking engagements, um, you know, look possibly for uh, for a workshop or a video or something. Right? It was that kind of stuff that we can do with with repurposing content. It's really to me being able to now say published author 
opens a door because I wanted to be an author for a long time. I, I Sometimes I say I enjoy writing and then I'm working on something and my wife hears me cursing because I'm, it's not coming out the way I want. And, uh, and I say, maybe I don't enjoy writing, but I do enjoy writing and, and sharing what's going on and what I'm thinking about. So, so more opportunities to do that, you know, whether they're articles that I'm writing for, uh, for my own website or other places. Uh, but I, I really see this as sort of being the kickstart for more writing for me, rolling around in my head what the 2022 writing project is going to be and, and let me solidify that a little bit. And, and I'd love to come back and talk to you about that as it, as it takes some shape. And then, and then I don't know, it also, it's a doorway to conversation. I like talking to people, learning their stories, learning about their businesses, learning about their customers. Uh, so this helps get that out there to more people. Um, and then hopefully it will bring more people into my orbit, right? And they'll be able to say, hey, how does this apply in fill in the blank industry? Uh, or have you ever thought about, about this? Uh, or even the conversation that we just had about head and heart, which had not popped into my head before. How does that shape the conversation? Right, which comes back to that underlying drive for me, which is products that matter, really matter to, to your customers, whether those customers are you know, people seeing you in a store, businesses relying on your service, partners that you may have long-term. Right? How, do we, how do we really create something that they can, uh, that they can treasure? Uh, th that's one of the things with the book that I like is that it is kind of like that business card. It gives you, you know, something that you can give to someone and now they get to know you better. It helps start to build a relationship now that they kind of know your voice through the book and now they want to know you more. So with this podcast, I love to get tips for hopefully soon to be authors. What are some tips you would give someone who's deciding to become an author the first is just, right, just do it. The biggest difference between me as a potential future author and me as a soon-to-be author author was the decision to do it. It's something I've talked about and thought about for a long time, but actually pulling the trigger on a project was the game changer. The second piece of that then is... External commit. As an author, as a writer in general, one of my, what's the difference? Authors are published, writers just write. I don't know. A, a challenge that I have is finishing. I've got a list, you know, longer than my arm of, uh, in my editing tool of great ideas for articles that I could write that I start and I never finish. Having the deadline saying, you know, the first draft of your chapter has to be done by this date was scary, but also relieving because I knew I had to finish it. Now, in typical of me, I wrote that first chapter I delivered that first chapter and then realized that I hated that first chapter. <laughs> and when I had to do my revision, went back and made and, 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 and did what you should do, right? I cut a lot out. There was, there was, I tried to do too much. There was too much in it. I cut a lot of it out. I simplified it. Um, I think I made it better. Um, but even at that, it was, you know, I've, I've got to stop um, and it's done. So, uh, so going, going ahead and making the decision to do it, building the commitment around finishing it, I think is important and connect yourself with a community. Those are great tips. And I, I agree with all of them. 
James, it's been wonderful talking to you. I love talking to you. I feel like we could probably talk for hours on end. Before we finish up, how can our audience connect with you? Website, uh, jamesuch.com is always the best place to to find out what's going on, as well as LinkedIn. And I welcome connection requests. I love talking to people. I love talking to business owners. Connect with me and, and let's start a conversation. Great. Well, I will make sure I get all those in the notes. Marketing Fusion comes out January 28th. So I will make sure we get that link out there once it's live and launched. But again, James, thank you so much. Thank you. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.